The Law's Purpose. This is the title of our message. Today's message comes from Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 13. Please rise for the reading of the Word of God. Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. Please rise. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the spirit of the of spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, and that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son and the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the simple man, in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the simple nature, but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what the nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind of sinful men is death, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by their sinful nature cannot please God. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit alive because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Amen. Please be seated. Let us pray for illumination of God's word. Lord God, we ask for an increase in our knowledge and love for you. Lord God, illumine our mind, hearts, and entire being so that we may receive the message of your written word. We ask and we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Let me begin by introducing our message. Last week, I preached from Romans chapter 7, verses 14 through 25. The title of that message was, A Tale of Two Natures. I tried to show that in Romans chapter 7, verses 14 through 25, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, gives a candid description of an internal conflict, as it were, a battle within Christians that is there because the Father has allowed us to momentarily or temporarily remain here on earth in an unfinished state of being. I tried to support this by the following points. Point number one. Because the Father has allowed us to momentarily remain here on earth in an unfinished state of being, each day we must contend with the old sinful nature. Point number two. We have an opportunity to subdue the old nature with a what? New. New. Very good. And then point number three, we have an opportunity to be thankful with our what? New nature. With our new nature. Today, the title of our message is The Christian's Power. Today, I will set before you, or set out, the ideal that in Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 13, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, describes the existence of Christians as one joined to Christ Jesus. Because the Spirit of God has joined us. In other words, the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Christ Jesus. Now let me begin by giving some background information on the text. The author of this text is Paul. It is believed that Paul wrote this message in what century, children? What century though? First century A.D. It's important to understand that this was written in first century A.D. And so, that is after the death of Christ. So this was written after the time that Christ was crucified, dead, and buried. And ascended into heaven. And even now, he is in bodily form. He is in heaven. And all authority on heaven, in heaven and on earth has been given unto him by God the Father. It is also believed that it was written from Corinth. It was written from Corinth. And because it was written from Corinth, it is, it is under, it is, this letter was written to the people of Rome. Who were living in Rome. And it is believed that the people in Rome were converts. of That is converts from Judaism. The religion Judaism. So these were Jews. Jewish converts. And because they were Jewish converts. Paul was writing to them. To encourage them with this powerful message. And to strengthen them. And to raise them up. In the faith 
and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? This is the Word of God. Praise be to God. This is His Word. This is the revelation of God's holy standards. This is the revelation of God's most precious gift that has been given unto man, that is, unto humanity, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Especially, we want to reflect on this during this time of the year as we move closer to the date of celebrating his birth, which is December 25th. How can we fully understand all this? Well, we can start by looking at the following points. There are three points. Point number one. Because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, God has condemned unbelievers. Point number two. Because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, God has absolved Christians of their sins. Point number three. Because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, we live out of thankfulness unto God. Amen? Amen. Now, without further introduction, let us move into the message of God. Let us take off the shelf, as it were, point number one. Point number one. Because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, God has condemned unbelievers. What do I mean by this? Well, as I stated, as I have stated earlier, Paul has given us a description of the existence of Christians. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, who are Christians? Let me make it, let me make it clear. Christians are those individuals, first of all, that have been chosen by God. It's those individuals that God has chosen out of sinful humanity and, have, and has brought them back into a right relationship through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And because he has brought them back into a right relationship through Jesus Christ, our Lord, he has justified them. That is, he has made them right. He has declared them righteous before him. So these individuals that I'm talking about believe this, what I just spoken. They believe that they are in a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. They trust with all their heart, with all their mind, with all their soul, that they are in union, or I should say in a right relationship with God. It's by faith. It's by trusting in the Word of God. So this is something that, you know, I can't look at you and say, you know what? Yes, you're a Christian. I can't look at you and peer into your heart as it was and say, you know what? You're a Christian. You're not a Christian. Only you know if you believe. Only you know for sure if you really trust in Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Only you can fully work out this 
relationship, I should say not work out, but live in this relationship with Christ Jesus and know in your heart that you belong to God. I can't do that for you. No one else can do that for you. This is something that only you know for yourself. Amen? So, these Christians are joined to Christ Jesus. And why are they joined to Christ Jesus? I'm going to tell you once again. It's simply because of God's grace. It's a gift. It's a gift from God. There's nothing in us that is deserving of this gift. There's nothing in us that deserves to be joined with Christ. There's nothing in us that God should receive us as his own. Or there's nothing in us that can earn the, 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 the righteousness that only comes in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's nothing in us except that which has been given by God himself. Amen? This is something you have to understand. It is not by the will of man. That is, you can't will yourself into the kingdom of God. Just as no one can will themselves into this family. When I'm talking about this family, I'm talking about the family that belong to this church body of Jesus Christ here on earth. I'm talking about here on earth. And I'm speaking... I'm, I'm, even more, I'm going to go even more deeper and I'm going to say to those who belong to my family as a father, as a father of this household, there's no one that can come into this household and will himself into my household by, his, by himself. What do I mean by that, children? Well, you just can't walk into this house and say, you know what, I want to be a part of your family. I'm just going to put it that simple. Because <laughs> I'm going to be like, no, it don't work like that, okay? You have to be what? Invited or you have to be born into this family. That's just how it works. If you're not born into this family, guess what? You're not part of this family. If you're not invited into this family, guess what? You're not part of this family. That's just how it works. You're not my responsibility. I'm sorry. I love, I love you all, but, you know, I can't take care of every one of you guys. So, you know, I'm just talking to, I'm, I'm talking about, again, this is how it is in the kingdom of God. God is a sovereign God. God determines whom he will allow to come into his family. That's just how it works. God, being that he's a sovereign God, has sent his Holy Spirit. He has sent his Holy Spirit to all those whom he called, whom he has called. First of all, God calls us into a relationship with them. And for all those whom God has called into a relationship with them, God sends his Holy Spirit. God sends his Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes upon each and every one of us who call themselves Christians. He comes upon us and he begins to work in us 
those things which are eternal. He begins to work on our heart. He begins to change our heart, as it were, from stony, a stony heart, into a fleshy heart. That is a heart that is able to receive and to trust in the message that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just as a radio, it works sort of like a, a radio, children. Everyone understand that we have a certain type of radio. And now there are other type of um, waves out there like XM I'm even thinking of right now. XM radio. That's satellite radio. But I'm talking about um, just your FM, which is frequency modulated, and AM, which is, I think it's called amplified modulated. I'm not exactly sure. Don't quote me on that. But there's an FM and an AM radio station band. Now, in order to receive those radio waves, which comes from the radio stations, you have to have a radio that can receive those waves. If you don't have a radio that can receive those waves, there's no way you can interpret or understand what's being sent or the message that's being sent across the FM or the AM band. You just can't do it. You won't be able to receive it. And it's set up so that the AM will receive only the Amplify modulated signals, and the FM will only receive the frequency modulated uh, uh, signals. Now, again, that's kind of technical. I don't know. I, as a matter of fact, I, I got kind of confused when I was trying to figure it out. It's, it's very technical. But just understand, there's an FM band, and there's a what? AM, AM band. Mm -hmm. FM can only receive those frequency, those radio uh, waves that are, that, that are, that are set, as it were, for that certain band, that, for, that certain frequency wave. AM can only receive those waves which are set only for the AM band, radio band. Everybody understand that? So, God has sent forth the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit works in our hearts, and it transforms our heart so that we can receive what? The message of God. Did you understand that? Yes. So that's why I say in point number one, because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, God has condemned unbelievers. That's the implication. Listen, for all those who believe and trust in Christ Jesus, you have been received into favor with God. For those who do not believe, guess what? You have not been received into God's favor. You have not been brought into a right relationship with him. And guess what? Just like an FM radio can only receive FM frequency waves, the same way with a Christian or or unbeliever. A Christian can only receive those messages which is from God in Christ Jesus. An unbeliever can't. That's just how it works. He's not set up. He's not wired. He or she is not wired to receive and to believe and to trust in Christ Jesus. This is how it works. Now, key term here, condemn. What does condemn mean? When I say condemn, I mean that you have been judged. Unbelievers have been judged as sinful before God. And they have been condemned to eternal judgment. 
It's that simple. They have been they have been cast, as it were, from God's favor, his grace, his love into eternal depths of separate to eternal death of, of separation, pain, agony and misery. And that's what I mean. God has condemned unbelievers. Now, I know it's kind of hard to see that, isn't it? Because if you look around you see that there are unbelievers who are what? Just like you and I, right? Probably just as healthy as you and I are. You see, and you look around us, they're probably just as blessed as we are. Amen? Meaning when I mean, I say they're blessed just as, as much as we are. The sun, what? Rises on the them, rises on them just as it rises and lowers on us. Isn't that right? The sun gives the, the, same, the same life-giving forces that the sun gives to Christians. It gives to who? Sinners or unbelievers. Very good. When it rains, does it rain just on Christians only? No. It rains on Christians and unbelievers alike. Amen? This earth that we live on, it belongs to who? Just Christians? No. No. This belongs just to Christians However, one day it will be. That's how, it's going, that's how it's set up. But for right now, it belongs to unbelievers as well. I, I think you guys get the message, right? Are you following what I'm saying here? Because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, God has condemned unbelievers. So, that is a declaration by God in His Word that those who are not Join with Christ, that is, by the Holy Spirit. Those who do not have the Spirit of God are condemned by God. How do we know this? Let's go to our text for a moment. Unbelievers, just like we were at one time, are sinners. Sinners do what, children? Sin. Sin. It's that simple. Sinners sin because they are what? Sinners. That's that simple, okay? I'm sorry, I had to put it that way, okay? Just as a, I got, I know, y'all gonna go, here we go again. Just as a dog barks and a cat meows, a sinner sins. That's just how it works. I'm sorry. Real simple. Gotta keep it simple. I, I believe in kiss. What's KISS stand for? Keep it simple, stupid. Okay? I believe in that. A lot, a lot of people don't, a lot of people out there are like, you know, they, they have what I call itchy ears. They want to hear something that, that is, that is totally opposite of the gospel. They want to hear something that says, you know what? Well, if you want to, if you want to, if you really want to, you can't break your way into heaven. You can walk in right now into, into the presence of God and say, you know what? I believe and I want to believe and I'm saved because I want to be saved. Can you do that to the president of the United States? Can you walk? Can you just listen? Can any of us here just go right now and say, you know what? I'm a citizen of the United States and I want to see President Barack Obama right now. Can any of us do that? No, we can't. We have to be what? Invited. Yes, we have to be invited. By the president himself. 
or those whom he has placed in authority to authorize visits. Okay? So it's the same way with God. Now, let's go to our text for a moment. Therefore, everybody say therefore. Therefore. Because, basically that's what he's saying. Paul is sitting up here. He's saying, he's saying, you know what? Earlier, remember our message earlier was what? I had spoke about it. A tell of two natures. Okay? All right, see, Paul is saying, he's saying, you know what? Listen, you have two natures. You have a regenerated nature, one that's been born again. You have, you have an old nature, which is what? Sinful. They're still in you. They still battle. They're battling all, every day. That's why oftentimes you find yourself in a, in a, in a situation that you, that you end up doing what? Sinning against God. And you probably, you probably wanted to do the right thing, but it just didn't work out that way. Because the old nature did what? Got its best of you. <laughs> okay. It won. Yeah. That's good. The old nature, KO, right? KO'd you, right? Knockout. Pow. Uh, and what do you do? You go running away, right? Oh, I messed up. I sinned. Man, I can't tell nobody. I'm going to try to, you try to hide it, right? Many of you try to hide it. Just like Adam and Eve, right? Remember? They sinned against God. What did they do? Did they run to God, natural forgiveness? No, they, they looked at each other and they, they were running. They were running scared, right? Just like the roaches. Remember I told you about the roaches? When the light comes in, the roaches, they start to scatter. Listen, now, that's what many of us would do. Unbelievers, the same way. Listen, unbelievers, they do know that there's a God. And they do know that there's, a, there's right and there's a wrong. Their conscience tells them that. But what they do is they suppress the truth. What I mean by suppress the truth. That is, that they deny the truth. They try to ignore it. Oh, it's, it's no God. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is just for those who, who are weak, who can't control themselves. You know, that's the kind of excuses they make up. Oh, the word of God, that's just something man written. He made it up. Things like that. That's how they, that's how they justify their actions. That's how they justify their sinfulness. Well, but Paul is saying, you know what? Now that you, believer, Christians, right? Believer in Christ Jesus. Now that you know about this nature, there is now condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Is that what it says? Everybody read your text. You got to read your text. Is that what it says? Open up your Bible. <laughs> Everyone, please open up your Bible to Romans chapter 8. This is important. You understand this before we move on. You got to understand this. This is not something that I'm making up. Whenever you hear me say anything, please, I beg you, I beg you, please, look it up in Scripture. Therefore, there is now, condemn, there is now condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Is that what it says? No. No, that's not what it says. There is no condemnation. No Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Why is there no condemnation? Why is it that for those who are in Christ Jesus, we are no longer condemned? We are no longer out, uh, outside of the, as it were, outside of the 
grace of God or outside of the blessing of God, outside of the what? The paradise of God, the kingdom of God. Remember, Adam and Eve were what? When they sinned against God, they were what? Kicked out of the garden. They were cast out of the garden, out of God's presence. But Paul is implying, what Paul is saying by no condemnation, he's saying, listen, for those who are in Christ Jesus, you have been brought back into the what? The garden. You have been brought back into the kingdom of heaven, as it were. You have been brought back into the favor of God. Why? Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Amen? That is the good news. That is the good news. For all those who are in Christ Jesus, we have been set free from the consequences of sin. Matter of fact, now we're into point number two. (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't get too far ahead of myself. But now, now that we realize for those who are what? Outside of Christ, for those who do not believe in Christ Jesus, we are what? Condemned. That is, we are outside of the favor of God. We are not in the kingdom of God. We are not the children of God, the adopted children of God. We have nothing to do with God. Those who are unbelievers, they have nothing to do with God. They don't want to have nothing to do with God. And what bit of God, what bit of, what bit of knowledge they do have about God, guess what? They suppress the truth. They deny it. They deny it. They don't even want to recognize it. They not even. They can't. Most of them. They're blind. They're blind. They're actually blind. And that's why we as believers in Christ Jesus, we as Christians, we have to be careful what we watch, what we listen to. Why? Because those who are unbelievers will what? They will try to mislead you. Because misery loves what? Company. Misery loves company. Those who are miserable, they want you to be miserable too. They want to draw you in. Because then that way, they, guess what? They got somebody else to talk to and talk about. Amen? Now, <clears throat> point number two. Point number two, because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, God has absolved Christians of their sin. Now, that word absolved, you probably haven't heard that before. But I'm going to tell you what it means, basically. It means that you have been forgiven. All your sins, in this case, especially absolve Christians of their sin. Your sins, for those who are in Christ Jesus, those who have been united with Christ, your sins have been forgiven. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, right? This is a grace. This is the grace of God, meaning that this is the promise of God. God has promised that for all those who are in Christ Jesus, your sins have been forgiven. Why? Because you're so cute. And you're so beauty, beautiful. You're so cuddly. Is that why? No. <laughs> you're so good. You're so righteous. Right? No. Is that why Christ came? He came to die for the righteous? No. He said I came to die for the unrighteous. For those who are not right with God. <laughs> Some, I see the light coming on in a lot of you guys right now. A lot of you guys are probably like, wow. I didn't realize that. You didn't realize that, did you? 
<laughs> well, I'm here to tell you that. That's what the Bible says. Verse 3, chapter 8. Let's turn there. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by what? Sending Dennis. He sent me. He sent President Barack Obama. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> the Terminator, right? <laughs> That's who God sent, right? Is that what it says? <laughs> God did by sending his own son and the likeness of sinful man to be a what? Okay, which is a sin offering. Okay, good. That's very technical, though. But a sin offering is right there. Read the text. Come on. Some of you guys are just, I think I taught you too well. But listen, sinful man. Okay. For a sin offering. I'm sorry. And so he condemned sin and sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met. Listen, the law was given what for? What was the reason? Why was the reason? What is the reason for the law being given? I've talked about this. To be, to, no, the law was given to be obeyed. <laughs> okay, that's simple. It was given to be obeyed. That's one of the reasons. Okay, yes, you're right. You, uh, let me back up. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, shouldn't be too hard on you because that is one of the reasons that is given as a schoolmaster to teach us how sinful we are. That's for sure. Taskmaster, whatever, slave driver, whatever. But the bottom line is, is that it has to be obeyed. So, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us. See, it has to be in us. Listen, listen. This is so important. You've got to get this. you got to get this. Listen. The law was given to man to be obeyed. And so, because it was given to man to be obeyed, guess what? Only man can fully atone for his sins, his or her sins. Only man. Only a man can do it. That's why Jesus, even though he is God... He is also man because a man had to die for the sins and to satisfy the justice of God. It's that simple. OK. Now, who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the spirit who who live according to who, who do who does not live according to the sinful nature? Me, you outside of Christ, I should say no one. Right. But only Christ could do that. Only Christ. Okay? That's why only Christ could do this. He was, he was born sinless. He was conceived by what? And this is what, during Christmas holidays, we, we need to remind ourselves. He was conceived by the what? Holy Spirit. He was born of, of who? The Virgin Mary. And was, 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 it, was it because, was, was he born of Mary because Mary said, you know what, God? I want to have your baby. <laughs> no, right? God chose her too. Listen, God is sovereign in everything that He does. And listen, you gotta you gotta understand. You got to catch this because there are people out there who will try to mislead you and try to tell you, you know what? Anybody can go to God. Anybody, all all roads lead leads to God. It's like a you ever see a 
see a, a you know on a bike rim you have what spokes and they all lead to the center. You remember you, everybody following me? Listen, people will try to tell you God is in the middle, and guess what? All the all the spokes on the wheel are what various religions, and so it doesn't matter what religion you're in. You could be a Buddhist, you can be you can be a Mormon, you can be whatever, and you can you're still gonna all, all, we're all gonna meet in the middle, and we're all gonna be received by God one day. That's not what the Bible says. Right? We're seeing that. Right? It says in verse 5, those who live according to the simple nature have their minds set on what? The nature has set on what the nature desires. That is, it has those who live according to the simple nature, guess what? Their mind is only on sinning. Set on only on sinning. That's all they think about. That's all they can think about. This is a dog barks. And a cat meows, so does a sinner. They sin because they are sinners. They can't help themselves. But, for all those who have been joined to Christ Jesus, God has absolved, that is, He has forgiven their sins. They have been forgiven of their sins. That is the promise of God. It is a gift. It's not because we're so cute and cuddly or anything like that. It's because of what what Christ has done. Christ Jesus earned his favor. Christ Jesus earned not only his righteousness to be received back into God, right? Because remember, on the cross, all the sins, all our sins were laid upon him. And that's why he what? He died. Because he died, we died. Because he was resurrected, guess what? He was, that was right there in the moment and instant of time. God received him back into favor. And God, because he had promised his son that he would do that, also promised him that, you know what, for all those whom you have died for, guess what? They too have their sins forgiven as well. That is absolved. That's what I mean by being absolved of their sin. That's what we are. <laughs> guess what? We, we should be the most happiest people on earth, shouldn't we? We should be the most happiest people. That's what blessed really means. Blessed, you're blessed above all. Just like Mary, remember the, the, the whole, uh, the, um, one of the spirits came to her, uh, not the spirit, but the um, angels. Mary, you're, 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 most blessed, you're the most blessed woman of, of all. You're blessed, you're, you're, blessed among, you're blessed above all women because you are the mother of God, the God-man. Amen? We too. We are the most blessed above all. Because like, unlike unbelievers, we believe and we trust in Christ Jesus. And therefore, that means that what? That's a sign that we are chosen by God. And we have been received back into God's favor through Christ Jesus. And that is the good news. That is the blessed message. Amen? Point number three. Because the Spirit of God has joined Christus. Christians to Jesus Christ. Notice that have, have, has been joined. What does join mean? We have been united. We have been made one. Right? We have been made one. got to understand that. When Christ died, guess what? We died. When Christ was resurrected, received back into God's favor, was earned God's favor, I should say. Guess what? We, 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 we also received God's favor as well. Christ is in heaven right now in bodily form. 
We are united with him by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's just how it works. When God sees Jesus Christ, when he sees the Son, guess what? He see, guess, guess, who, guess who else he sees? He sees us, those who are in Christ Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? Now, I know it's kind of hard to imagine and hard to, to fully appreciate because we're, what? We're living here on this earth and there's sort of, as it were, a veil that is between us right now. You know, we see him sort of, as it were, and through dark lenses. But one day the, 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 the darkness will be lifted and one day the Lord Jesus will return. And when he returns, guess what? We'll be looking at him and we'll be able to see, as it were, our reflection as well. Yes, that's my Lord. That's my Jesus. That's me. That's my Jesus. That's who I'm being created into the image and likeness of him, meaning that I'm like him. I've set, I've been set apart by God for God's glory. Amen. So because of this, we live out of thankfulness to God for this. That's point number three. Because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, we live out of thankfulness to God for this. For this very reason. That we have been brought back into a right relationship with God Almighty. We have been made righteous because of Christ Jesus our Lord. And we have been united. By the power of his Holy Spirit that he has sent to all those who believe. And it's by the Holy Spirit that we live and breathe. It's by the Holy Spirit that God preserves us for all eternity. Preserves us for especially that, 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 that major event that is about to occur here real soon. And that's the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it will be as a word just like when I say, you see I'm using the term join. What are some other examples of being joined to someone? Well, think about it. Marriage. When you get married, when the husband and wife are married, according to the Bible, you are joined and you become one flesh. That's why the Bible says when you when you get married, you are to stay at home with mom and dad. Is that what it says? You just stay at home with mom and dad and still be up under their authority. Is that what the Bible says? No, it says you are to leave and what? Cleave. That is to join with one another. To become one flesh. Not two flesh, but one flesh. You didn't know that, did you? When you get married, when you get married, for those who are not married, that's what happens. In the kingdom of God. When you marry in the kingdom of God, you marry into death, do you part? It's meaning that nothing should separate you. Richer or poorer, you will love those whom you marry. You don't, you don't, you don't separate because you stop loving them. Because love, listen, love is a commandment. So that means, guess what? You will to love. You don't love someone or love somebody because they're lovable. Because guess what? If God did that, for, would we, be, we, we wouldn't be in the right relationship with him, would we? Because we're definitely not lovable. <laughs> Some of you laugh because you know that. You know, what the, you know what's so good about the, the, the grace of God and the promises, that is the promises of God and the gift of God is that for all those who have sinned in Christ Jesus, guess what? We... We we have we have a, we can be we're forgiven we're forgiven of our all our sins 
And if we do sin against God, we can we can we can turn to God and we can ask for forgiveness and trust that he forgives us for the sake of Christ Jesus. Amen. And so that's that's what this is all about. That's that is the life of a Christian. Life of a Christian. We live out of thankfulness unto God. We're thankful for all that he does and for all he has done in Christ Jesus and all that he will do in Christ Jesus. That's why we should be the the biggest givers of them all. Why? Because we know that we have been given much. And for all those who have been given much, we should be given more, right? And none of us can do what? None of us can out, when it comes to giving, I should say, none of us can outgive God, can we? None of us. His hands are too big, right? And guess what? That's why we can't do it to try to try to try to earn his favor because it just won't work. Jesus already did that. We don't do it to try to pay him back because guess what? We can never pay him back for what he's done. Not in a thousand lifetimes, not in a million lifetimes. We can never pay him back for what he has done for us. All of those who believe in Christ Jesus. Amen. Are you with me? Are you happy hearing about this? I hope so. I hope this blesses your heart as it has blessed as it is blessing me even right now. I hope that you will begin to live your life this day, especially in thankfulness unto God for all that he has done for you in Christ Jesus. I hope that you will live your life in a manner that 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 glorifies God. The chief end of man is what? Remember that one? The chief end of man is to glorify God and and enjoy him forever. Amen. Do you do you enjoy God? Do you enjoy being called a child of God? Do you enjoy do you enjoy loving on those who are not loving? You know, I was. It's, 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 trust me, I, I I have to struggle with this every day. Matter of fact, it was a guy who, I you know, I hope to see him again today. He's homeless, you know, and I don't know if he's trying to scam me or not, but I will find out because I know the Holy Spirit will lead me. But I, God has placed on my heart to give him some money. I'm gonna give him some money when I see him, and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to know this person even more. And even though he's homeless, I'm going to try to get to know him even more because I want to help him. And I prayed for that. And God has placed it on my heart. I don't suggest you guys do that right now because you really don't have much to give. Many of you, you might not. I don't know. Some of you, you do. But, you know, because, you know, again, you have to pray for God's wisdom in order to do this. Certain, certain people, you have to be careful because they will try to take advantage of you. They will try to do things to you that are not godly. So, but be praying still. You can pray to God to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with out of thankfulness unto God. Whenever, wherever you at, if it's at school or if you're just in the neighborhood. Hey, how you doing? I'm not doing so well. Oh, really? Why not? Find out. Why not? Or if they're doing well. Oh, really? I am too. And they'll probably ask you, why are you doing well? Because I got Jesus. <laughs> All right. That's just one simple way of doing it. They'll be like, who's Jesus? They might say that. They might say, who's Jesus? Well, Jesus is my Lord. He's my Savior. He saved me from my sin. All right? That's, that's, that's how you glorify God, by your confession of your mouth. Amen? Amen? Let us close by keeping in mind the following key points. Point number one, because the Spirit of God has joined Christians 
to Jesus Christ, God has condemned who? Unbelievers. Unbelievers, okay? Point number two, because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, God has absolved Christians of their what? Sin. Very good. Point number three, and the final point, because the Spirit of God has joined Christians to Jesus Christ, we live out of thankfulness to God for all these things. All what God has, do, has done for us in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Alright, please rise for the doxology. Now to him who is able to keep you and strengthen you according to the divine revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, according to the mystery that was kept secret for a very long time, but has now been disclosed, and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations, according to the command of the eternal God to bring about the obedience of faith, to the only wise God be glory and honor, both dominion and power, both now and forevermore. Amen. Please hug one another and enjoy the rest of the day.